This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This is a discussion on vitamins and minerals. I've done 30-minute interviews on TV about nutrition. I've been on the radio and I've given community lectures at East Jefferson Hospital on nutrition, talking to standing room only crowds of people desperate for reliable nutritional information from a physician. There's a lot of marketing from health food industry with misleading information. Most physicians don't have the time or inclination or expertise to talk about this subject as the basic sciences in the first two years of medical school give only a foundation of the basic science of nutrition. It can take a lifetime to accumulate more knowledge on nutrition. I've been studying it for years and I want to share some information I've accumulated. I hesitate though to do this because things change in this field almost every six months. But these are the recommendations as of now. But if your interest goes further, I strongly recommend you prescribe to consumerlab.com. They review products and scientific information on vitamins and minerals and keep up to date. They don't make any money selling products, but only make money from subscription fees. And therefore, they have no outside influences on what they review. I also recommend quackwatch.org and also the government website for research on alternative medications called nccih.nih.gov. Also, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition is very good. Should you take a multivitamin to get all the vitamins and minerals that you might be missing? The answer is, if you're eating well and eating a broad spectrum of foods with different colored vegetables, with milk products, with fruits and fiber, you probably don't need to take a multivitamin. There are many multivitamins and minerals though we use as drugs, and we'll be talking about that later. But what about fiber? Americans eat about a third of the fiber they need. If you add up all the fiber in the fruits and vegetables most Americans eat, it only comes to about 10 grams. Many other countries get 60 to 90 grams of fiber a day and they have a lower chance of heart disease in these countries, perhaps because of the fiber. Fiber, some people feel, prevent diverticulosis. 34% of Americans have diverticulosis. It may just run in families and not be about fiber. Also, studies now show that fiber does not prevent colon cancer. I recommend a half a cup or a cup a day of all brand brand buds. A cup will give you 39 grams of fiber per day. Start slowly as you may initially get gas and cramps because your bowels aren't used to the fiber. If you have a history of small bowel obstruction, of gluten allergies or Crohn's disease, do not do this. 
Also, I know that almonds are very hard to digest and can precipitate small bowel obstruction. Fiber virtually cures constipation and straining at stool and prevents hemorrhoids. Even though non-water-soluble fiber, such as the bran buds, does not lower cholesterol like water-soluble fiber, like oatmeal and metamucil, it does decrease all-cause mortality. As for multivitamins, take only the ones that have the closest amount to your minimum daily requirements. Don't take the B100 types. Multivitamins have never been shown to prolong life, and they contain both the D and the L isomer of each vitamin. So every vitamin, except B12, can contain the natural vitamin and its unnatural mirror image. And this may be why vitamins often cause hunger, headaches, stomach upset, and sinus congestion in some people. High-dose vitamin B3 or niacin can really upset the stomach and also cause flushing and itching. Niacin, by the way, raises good cholesterol and lowers bad cholesterol, but has been shown on multiple studies not to prevent heart disease. Get your vitamins from fruits and vegetables, which contain millions of vitamins, but also hundreds of other chemicals that enhance the immune system, that prevent cancer like the indoles and broccoli, and contribute to the repair of age-related damage in the body. Eat a broad spectrum of yellow, green, blue, white vegetables and fruits. In contrast to multivitamins, all-cause mortality is 24% lower in people who have five servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Some vitamins also can be harmful for especially Parkinson's patients. Vitamin B1, B2, B6, iron and manganese should not be taken by Parkinson's patients and they can interfere with their medications. A lot of people want to take iodine. Iodine is not usually necessary except in pregnant women. Wayne State University a few years ago showed we're getting five times as much iodine in our diet as we need. You can always ask your doctor to check your iodine level. Do not take kelp, which is high in iodine, and can either raise or lower your thyroid function. It's unpredictable. No man or postmenopausal woman should take iron as the requirement for iron is minimal. That's why they have centrum silver, because it does not contain iron. The iron requirement for man or postmenopausal woman is only 10 milligrams a day, and only 10% of that is absorbed. So the requirement is really only one milligram a day. Too much iron can build up in the liver, pancreas, heart, and may predispose you to colon cancer. One out of 200 people have iron storage disease or hemochromatosis and should never take iron. 
Every new patient in my office gets a serum iron level to look for HHC or hereditary hemochromatosis. If you are a premenopausal female, get a supplement with 18 milligrams of iron a day. Now every pregnant woman should take at least a thousand micrograms or one milligram of folic acid a day to markedly reduce the chances of her baby having spina bifida or other neural tube defects or cleft lip. Some authorities recommend four times this dose and also starting four months before pregnancy. If a woman has the MTHFR gene abnormality of the C677T homozygous type, or the one exception, which is the C677CT plus 1298CC, she should be taking methylated folic acid, not regular folic acid, which she cannot methylate. DHA1 with folate is a prenatal vitamin with methylfolic acid and it is, it is available on Amazon. Folic acid does not cause prostate cancer as previously thought. According to the Journal of Neurology, high manganese intake may predispose to Parkinson's disease. We see this in boilermakers and welders. Also, excessive copper is associated with Alzheimer's disease, according to a Rush University study. There is much controversy about antioxidants. The genetics lab at Harvard where their researchers are working on anti-aging were disappointed to find that antioxidants do not prolong life. And antioxidants such as vitamin C and vitamin E have never been shown to prevent heart disease. In fact, vitamin E was recently shown to increase the incidence of congestive heart failure and increase small dense LDL, which is the worst kind of bad cholesterol. Get the minimum requirement of vitamin E, and if you take it, take D alpha tocopherol, not little d little l alpha tocopherol, and don't take over 400 units a day. Taking over 600 units a day of vitamin E can lower your thyroid function. Be sure to take B12, at least 1,000 micrograms a day if you take folic acid, as folic acid can mask the anemia of pernicious anemia, and this can lead to nerve damage and mental changes. Take methyl B12 if you have the MTHFR abnormality noted above, or just take methyl B12 anyway if you don't know about your MTHFR status. B12, folic acid, and P5P, which is the better B6, may help peripheral neuropathy. A rare case of peripheral neuropathy is helped by vitamin B2, or riboflavin. Unfortunately, 30% of peripheral neuropathy is hereditary, and we don't have much 
that can help it. However, if you are a diabetic, strict blood sugar control can help. Don't take over 500 milligrams of vitamin C a day unless you're sick with a viral infection. The British have shown that somewhere between 500 and 750 milligrams of vitamin C, it becomes an oxidant, not an antioxidant. Don't take chewable vitamin C as it can hurt your teeth. Vitamin C in the past was said to reduce the risk of bladder cancer, but later studies did not show a benefit. Vitamin C and E can interact with chemotherapy for cancer. Vitamin C and E and milk thistle may help fatty liver. High doses of vitamin C can raise your gout level. Bioflavonoids are polyphenols that can be very healthy and may be the reason the French, with their high intake of wine, have half the incidence of heart disease than Americans. You can read about the many benefits of bioflavonoids at lpi.oregonstate.edu. That's the Linus Pauling Institute. And when you get there, search flavonoids, F-L-A-V-I-N-O-I-D-S. They have anti-cancer, anti-diabetic, anti-inflammatories, and neuroprotective properties. They may be very useful in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Blueberries and anything blue are a good source of flavonoids. Those flavonoids are called anthroguanidines. Eat one cup of blueberries a day. CoQ10, Qnol brand, 200 milligrams a day, may prevent migraine. They are not necessary if you take a statin. CoQ10 research, however, suggests it may help prevent diabetes. Alpha-lipoic acid and CoQ10 may be very good for the brain. Vitamin K2, 240 milligrams a day, may help prevent calcium deposition in the arteries and keep calcium out of our bo- in our bones. And NYU, New York University nutrition doctor, says vitamin K2 is one of the six most important vitamins you can take. The Nutrigold brand is very good and has 122 micrograms per capsule. So two capsules a day at one time. It is important to get enough calcium, vitamin D, weight-bearing exercise. Mini trampolines can be very good for the hips. Women lose about 45% of their bones by their late 70s, and men may lose 35%. Women may lose an inch in height every five years after menopause to a total of two inches. 
parathyroid hormone, which regulates vitamin D, does not work as well after age 50. And bone loss occurs, they think, mainly for this reason. And also, because we don't get enough calcium or eat too much protein. Protein makes us lose calcium in the urine. Vitamin D3 is already activated, so you don't need sunlight anymore. And the sun ages your skin and makes you prone to skin cancers. If you have kidney disease, your doctor will prescribe a special type of vitamin D. The Boston study showed that most people need 2,000 units of vitamin D a day. With this amount, we shoot for a blood level of 40, but higher if you have multiple sclerosis. Vitamin D may prevent breast cancer, ovarian cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, pancreas cancer, but some studies dispute this. There was a study I know of that showed 72% less colon cancer when taking vitamin D. Vitamin D may also help prevent coronary artery disease, strokes, asthma, and eczema. Both men and women under 40 and women over 35 should get at least 1,000 milligrams of, vitamin, of calcium a day. Do not take over 1,400 milligrams of calcium a day as over that amount is associated with more heart disease. A glass of milk has about 350 milligrams of calcium. A slice of cheese and one string cheese has 200 milligrams. A cup of yogurt, 350 milligrams. Studies in men and women taking calcium pills show more heart disease, probably because they're going over 1,400 milligrams of calcium a day. Many vegetables have calcium, but only about 50% of their calcium is absorbed. Best calcium is calcium citrate, calcium phosphate, calcium apatate is better absorbed than calcium carbonate, which requires acid in the stomach to be absorbed. Calcium also may help prevent colon cancer. Calcium does not cause kidney stones, except in a rare patient. In fact, it may prevent kidney stones by binding oxalate in the gut and preventing the absorption of calcium oxalate. Recently, the combination of vitamin C and lycopene has been shown to help postmenopausal osteoporosis. Lycopene may also help the skin and the heart and the prostate. Magnesium oxide, 250 to 400 milligrams a day, can prevent constipation from taking calcium. Calcium, like cheese, can be constipating. Magnesium is often deficient and very important in the body and may be responsible for over 400 different metabolic processes in the body. Magnesium malate, or apatate, is absorbed better than magnesium oxide. I like the Source Naturals brand of magnesium malate. Three tablets are equal to 425 milligrams of magnesium. Do not take magnesium if you have kidney failure. And don't take magnesium at the same time as your statin drug 
as the statin may not be absorbed as well. It is known that taking vitamin B1, 100 milligrams a day, that's thiamine, can help prevent mosquito bites. The supplements I take include magnesium malate, EPA fish oil, vitamin K2, selenium, 100 a day as 200 a day may increase blood sugar. Selenium may decrease the shortening of telomeres. The telomeres are the ends of your DNA, sort of like the hard part at the end of your shoelaces. I also take green tea extract, quinol CoQ10, 200 milligrams a day, vitamin D, 2,000 units a day, methyl B12, 5,000 micrograms a day, metafolin by Solgar, 2,000 micrograms a day, and P5P, 100 milligrams a day. The latter three because I have the MTH for homozygous gene abnormality. I also take resveratrol, 250 milligrams by life extension, four a day at one time with a fatty meal, and NMN, two a day on an empty stomach. These vitamins were recommended by Dr. David Sinclair, professor in the Department of Genetics at Harvard Medical School. See his lecture on anti-aging on YouTube. I also take HLA, 90 milligrams, two a day, by Pure. Vitamin A should generally be avoided by people over 60 as it may cause a higher chance of fractures and also beta-carotene, which is metabolized to vitamin A in most people, may increase the incidence of lung cancer in smokers, and also the incidence of prostate cancer. But vitamin A and DHA fish oil may help dry eyes. Some of my patients, however, I find do have low vitamin A levels and either need to take vitamin A supplements or get advice on eating more carrots, sweet potatoes, squash, kale, broccoli. Vitamin A deficiency or vitamin A excess can cause hair loss. If you have a bottle of vitamin A at home, be sure you keep it where children cannot access it. If children get into it and take a lot of vitamin A, it can kill them. And that's why we can't eat polar bear liver because it's extremely high in vitamin A. There are a lot of good things sold in the health food stores, but some things are not so good. Taking high doses of vitamin A during pregnancy is dangerous and should be in limited amounts in prenatal vitamins. And I don't see that sometimes in the health food stores. 
higher doses of zinc, selenium, copper, manganese, iodine, calcium can be harmful. Don't take emergency C, C, which is high in manganese. The ideal dose of zinc is 50 milligrams a day. 100 milligrams a day may actually suppress the immune system instead of stimulate it. 50 milligrams a day of vitamin of zinc can prevent 50% of serious infections in patients over 50. The most frequent minerals that are that are deficient in Americans are zinc, selenium, and chromium. With many vitamins and herbal products, despite the word standardized in the bottle, there can be anywhere from zero to 1,000% of the product in that bottle. And many herbal products can be contaminated with pesticides or heavy metals. And some Chinese teas are dangerous. A few years ago, a woman was admitted to the Mass General Hospital Intensive Care Unit. She had to be defibrillated multiple times before her heart stabilized. It was found that her plantain diet pills contained high amounts of foxglove. Digitalis is made from foxglove. So she actually had digitalis toxicity from the foxglove. Some herbal products can affect the liver. Never take kava kava or butterbura unless it's detoxified. Don't take geranium, black cohosh, comfrey, or chaparral. Even green tea extract has been shown to cause liver toxicity and liver tests should be monitored on green, while you're on high doses of green tea extract. Turmeric is a natural anti-inflammatory for the joints, prostate, brain, and liver. Culinary turmeric is not absorbed, so you need turmeric, which contains black pepper extract or bioparin. Only take 500 milligrams a day as it's been recently shown to decrease iron absorption. I hope this discussion, though not well organized, has been uh, helpful to increase your understanding of vitamins and minerals.